This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Mo Thaxton of Confederate Road. Hey, Alan. Mo, how's your day going? Ah, it's been a really good day here in uh, Illinois with the Kentucky Headhunters. And, you know, it's always fun when we get together with those guys. Now you, like a family reunion of sorts. Now, you've played with them quite a few times. I mean, we paired do. up. We do. We, are, we book out of the same agency. And actually, two of the headhunters are Danny Shirley's cousins. I didn't know that. So, yeah, Richard and Fred Young, their grandmother was a Shirley. I think everybody... <laughs> So it really is a family reunion when we're that, with these guys. That is really cool, really cool. And I, this isn't part of the interview, but I work at Hendricks County at the courthouse, and I work with a girl, and Greg's her cousin. And we're talking central wow. Indiana, so it's, wow. it's a small world it when is. you get down to it. It is. Mo, we're going we're gonna to go back. We're going to start way back when you were younger. All right. Who were your influences growing up? Well, I was about 13 years old when a buddy of mine dropped the needle on the first Deep Purple record I ever heard. And by the end of that first song, I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And uh, so, I, you know, I played with the local bands and had a band of my own that I shared with a guy named uh, Keith Austin. And uh, we, it was called the Ivory Angel. And back in the 80s, we, we didn't do any recording or anything, but we played every old honky-tonk down there in South Georgia, you know. Had a big time for about 10 years. Then uh, about 94, Keith had gotten himself a job with Dr. Hook. Called me up and asked me if I wanted to come out and play bass for Dr. Hook. So I said, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. So <laughs> went out and did that for a few years. And then uh, almost nine years ago now, um, got the opportunity to come out and play with Confederate Railroad. Now, when you started with, with Dr. Huck, and you said when you were 13 and you heard your first Deep Purple record, oh, yeah. did you say, I want to play bass, I want to sing? Oh, yeah, I, I, already, play, I already knew I wanted to play bass because I was a tuba player. Okay. And it was just a natural transition to playing bass. And then I heard Roger Glover with Deep Purple playing bass, and I was like, yeah. And then I heard people like John Entwistle with The Who, and then people like Stanley Clark that were really artists, you know, and, yeah, I, I always knew that I wanted to be a bass player. Okay, all right. So, go back to Deep Purple, and that was the first time when you heard that and you wanted to do it. Was there musical? Was was that who you wanted to, to sound like? You know, when you were 13, you know, it's it's hard to for us to go back that many years. You oh, know, but yeah. we all have dreams. No, I was, remember the sound of that Rickenbacker bass like was like different than any anything I'd ever heard, and I knew. You know, that's what I wanted to sound like, and that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to play a Rickenbacker. And I have pictures of me in my 20s playing a Rickenbacker, you know. And uh, then I started in uh, 1994, when I got with Dr. Hook, I started playing six-string basses. And I've been playing six strings ever since. Wow. Okay, so i got to tell you, this might show my age, but the very first concert that I went to was at Market Square Arena. Sha Na Na, my grandmother took me. Yeah. And Dr. Hook opened up. Now that was obviously wow. before you started yeah, playing there, yeah, but I mean, was... that was the first thing. And my my grandmother, I mean, she passed away in 2017, and she was 100. So wow. she was cool enough to take me to go see Dr. Hook and Sean and I. I always wow, remembered yeah. that. That's that's a pretty wild combination of bands. Yes, yes it is. Now, Bowser. 
I remember that. I remember the TV show. That's the reason we yeah, went and man. saw it. Absolutely. So you you played with them for years, and then you started with Confederate Railroad. Yeah, started with Danny. Now, what's it like playing with Confederate Railroad? I mean, everybody there seems to be very friendly and nice and, and talented. It is. Um, it's my dream job. If I can't play for Deep Purple, you know, but uh, you know, honestly, Danny is the absolute best guy in the music business to work for. It's, uh, okay. He's so easy and he's so honest and you know every step down the road, where you're going, how well you're going to do, you know, never walk into a firefight, you know, other than over the name occasionally. But, uh, you know, it's ne- it's just, it's a real, really, really, really good, and for my point, for, for me, cushy job. Okay. All right. Well, 13, you know you want to start playing music. You want to play the bass. At, I'm trying to get to this. At what point did you say, I want to be a songwriter? I want to come out with a CD because we're leading up into your new CD that you've just got out recently. How did that come about and was that always a dream or was that something that just happened? I guess it was because I wrote, I wrote more songs than, than at any other time in my life when I was really young, like my late teenage and early twenties, I wrote a bunch of songs and then I didn't write anything for a long time, you know, and then little little things would come and you'd end up writing a song here and there and and that's what happened with me and but as far as doing a record it just in the last few years became important to me to leave something here for my kids and grandkids and that is really why I did the record more than I anything tell the emotion wrapped up in you. Now, your new CD called The Mo Show. Yeah. I got to tell the listeners, this thing is fantastic. For the first time I put it on, I loved it instantly. Um, wow. it's, it's a, you go ahead and tell the people what it's, what it's about. Uh, it's, it's just uh, fun bluegrass. It's, uh, it's a bunch of songs that I wrote, co-wrote, uh, friends around me wrote. Our guitar player with the Confederate Railroad wrote one of the songs. And had a bunch of friends uh, play on them and some some guys I'd never met before that were recommended by Danny and some of Danny's friends. And uh, it just ended up being a great, great time. Uh, I'm a little more than 100 miles from the studio, so it became a labor of love and uh, we spent a little over a year making it wow and uh, but i think that we did with the talent that we had which is not any slap in the at the talent that we had because i think the talent was great but i think we did the best record that we could do you know it's we decided fantastic. at the beginning if we got it to where we thought it was 98 percent correct that we would stop. Because if you go beyond that, you're just nitpicking, you know, so. And you've got some bandmates on there. You've got Rusty that wrote your, yeah, your first Rusty, song. Rusty played on it, played Danny some great Shirley guitar. is sang on it. Yeah, he wrote a song. Yeah, I tried to get him to sing on it. Okay, but he wrote we never song, could right? get the schedules together for him to sing. But he, yeah, he wrote uh, uh, Don't Feel As Young As I Used To. 
now you got Doug Phelps singing a couple songs yes, from the Kentucky from Headhunters. Headhunters. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Doug came in and did a fantastic job on another railroad song that I put on the record called Between the Rainbows and the Rain. And he also sang an old Rock Kilo song called Take Jesus as Your Lawyer. That is outstanding. I uh, love that song. I've heard that, and I'm, you know, you're from the South. You've probably had preachers talk about that. Oh, I've yeah. heard preachers say, Take Jesus as Your Lawyer. Well, several years ago, Rock decided to do an album of his own tunes, which was something that he had never done. And uh, through Rusty, he ended up choosing me to play bass on it. So when I got the idea to do this record, I called Rock and said, hey, we'll do a bluegrass record. You got a song that'll fit. And he said, yep, take Jesus as your lawyer. So I said, I'm sold on it. Send it to me. Now, this is bluegrass, but there's a song in there. I think it's the cell phone, what is it? The cell the phone blues? cell blue? phone blues, yeah. It, to me, it's got a little bit of, maybe a little Dixieland in there it's with little, that trumpet. It leans toward Americana a little yes, bit. Yes. And uh, we are, actually trying to get it into the hands of some people who might be able to help us out in that Americana market. Okay. Well, that's there's a radio uh, the radio station I work for, there's a guy called John Raybold has Crossroads of Americana and I want to pitch that song to him for your Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Um, cuz I think it it just it's unique. That trumpet it's, just adds a little bit. When I'm, I'm listening to it, I listen to you. You said, he said, I'll send that right up to you. Well, I got it Friday night, Saturday morning. I think she's out mowing the grass, and I opened it up and I stuck it in. And the first song I fell in love with, and Cell Phone Blues, the second one, and the trumpet came in and it caught me off guard. Yeah, and man. I went, Oh man, I like this. That like is a, a, a fantastic jazz trumpet player out of Atlanta named Joey Somerville. I, I think he's moving to Spain, or so I heard. I'm not real sure. But uh, he came into the studio. The studio is fairly new. And he came in to look, see what the studio looked like. And Glenn just happened to be working on my record. And he heard that song and said, hey, I need to play on that. Call Mo and ask him if I can play on his record. So Glenn called me. I said, heck yeah, let him play. Now, how long did it take you to make this CD? Uh, a little over a year. Okay. So we started uh, about March of last year. And uh, we got the, actually got the CDs. We actually got the CDs the 1st of May. Okay. Well, you so. sent me one right away. I mean, we're... Yeah, we're sitting here, it's May 27th, and I've had it two set. I got it on Friday night two weeks ago. You were at the top of the list. <laughs> so we were going to do this in the winter, listeners, but we were just, you know, we were all running a little behind, and we all get yeah, busy. And yeah. Now, do you, you said you've got somebody maybe going to help you with a song. Is there, where are all you places can you find this, and what's the, what's the goal for the music in the long run? Well, I released it on CD, baby. And they released it to uh, Spotify and Pandora and YouTube Music and Amazon Music and uh, Napster and man, it's all over. And uh, can't buy it there yet, but you can down, you can listen to it. Well, yeah, I've so, I've watched the the blank videos of it on YouTube. I love going right. to YouTube. Are there any thoughts of making a video out haven't, of... I haven't even gotten that far yet. Okay. I, I had this great idea with the cell phone blues. I was 
I was writing a script in my head. Well, maybe you need to <laughs> storyboard maybe, it and send it to me. Maybe I do. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you um, a few questions, and I lost my 13A. I don't know where it's stuck behind this piece of paper here. There it is. I'm going to ask you about six questions. Okay. Pretty simple. Doesn't really have a lot to do with music. It's just fun questions to get the listeners, the audience, to know who you are. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite class in school? Band. Okay. What was Either your that or chorus? It was is a pretty All right. you know pretty pretty close. Okay. What was your least favorite class in school? Uh, algebra. Uh, uh, we're right about right in the same geez, same line there. <laughs> it's terrible. And my brother is a mathematician. He's statistician, and he double majored in physics and statistics. And I'm like, come, you got to be kidding me! I don't even know how you do that. I don't either. I don't either. It gets confusing to me. What's your favorite food? Honestly, there's not much that's not my favorite food. Um, gosh, I don't know, Alan. There's so much stuff that I like. I like to grow stuff in my yard and, and eat it. Okay, what, know, do you, what do you like to so grow? In? I have, at home right now, I have squash growing, jalapeno peppers, uh, Brussels sprouts, bell peppers, tomatoes, onions, cucumbers. Now, do you get home often enough to take care of those, or do you got your wife out no, there? No, I actually do. I'm usually home Monday, you know, Monday, okay. early in the week, and I have a day or two to, to water everything and do what I need to do. Now, this is this is a little different question, but what's your favorite charity that you would like to help out when you do things? There are a couple, actually. There's a charity that my family started when my mother passed away. It's the Harvey and Laura Thaxton uh, college scholarship fund through the Church of Christ in America's Georgia and they give $500 scholarships to deserving high school seniors and there's another one called the Angelus House in Hudson Florida that is a uh, place that takes care of cerebral palsy patients that can't take care of themselves and uh, when I first got on the railroad band we would go down there the first weekend of December and do a big benefit show with Charlie Daniels and his band and, you know, whoever else showed up, Billy Dean, Montgomery Gentry, whoever it was that, that showed up to do it with us. And uh, we had a blast doing that for years. And then Charlie, you know, passed away and the thing kind of fell off. And so we stopped doing it now and I miss doing that. But I still try to help Angelus out, okay. you know, every way I can. What is your favorite movie? I watch so few movies. I'm a sports fan. Okay, well, we'll so switch gears. What's your favorite sport? My favorite sport, I guess, is football. I'm a Florida State fan because my brother, who's a good bit older than me, was my hero, and he went to Florida State, so I had this big Florida State thing. And uh, actually, one of my first brilliant career moves uh, as a tuba player, I had a full ride to Florida State and wouldn't go. Oh, wow. And Purdue, too. Purdue, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I could have gone to Purdue. No, not going to college. Couldn't do it. And, uh, so, yeah, anything Florida State, I'll watch it, you know. Well, I'm going to add another. Love football. 
another question here because you said something about being married 25 years. Yes, sir. Where did you go on your honeymoon? Um, we actually didn't go on a honeymoon. We got married in the house that we live in. And uh, we had a friend who was a minister and he came to the house and married us and we had our kids there and, and uh, it's been a fairy tale. She was my high school sweetheart and we got separated after high school and didn't see each other for 20 years or so and then ended up getting back together and it's been smooth sailing. That sounds pretty amazing. It, it has been a fairy tale. Now, do you, is there, I know this is new, the CD's just out. Again, listeners, it's called Mo Show. Um, is there any, or is there, okay, so we're, it's gonna be on, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube, it's on I, iTunes, did, did you say iTunes I, or Amazon Music? Man, it's so many places, I don't even know is, where it is. Is there, is there a chance of a second one coming out if this one does well? If this one does well enough to support itself, you know, I'd consider doing another one. Don't even know that that, that it would be bluegrass, you know. I, I'm not tied to anything, so you know I can pretty much do what I want to do, and so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see how this one does. Well, listeners, if you haven't haven't got a chance to go out and see Confederate Railroad, you need to go out and see Confederate Railroad. Definitely. Mo, Mo plays bass. They're going to be in Indiana September 8th at Terre Haute. Um, not only are you, do you play bass, but we mentioned you were in the Dr. Hook band. Yep. Um, tell the people what you do in the middle of the show that's kind of just a little bit different. And everybody knows that song. Well, Danny's been real good to me. He lets me sing an old Dr. Hook song on the show. It's called The Cover of the Rolling Stone, written by Shel Silverstein, you know, who wrote the first three Hook albums cover to cover. And that uh, was an amazing songwriter. And uh, Danny after a little while, you know, consented. He said, why don't you sing that song, you know? So I did and it stuck and we've been doing it ever since. It's pretty amazing, it's fun to see. Listeners, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. I wanna say thanks Mo for being our guest here Alan. on Sights and Sounds. Really appreciate it. Listeners, get out there, download this music. I promise you, you listen to Fun Friday Nights, you've listened to my interviews on Sights and Sounds. If I tell you it's good, it's good. Now. Sometimes maybe bluegrass isn't everybody's cup yeah. of tea, but Americana, I mean, it's it's yeah, in there. It's There's there's I not hope, one lane that, that CD's little, in. I hope there's a little something for everybody. I do that t- would be great. I do, too. That it's very, very good. It's Listeners, it's something I liked in the first 30 seconds when I put it on. Well, Mo, thanks for being our guest. Alan, thank you so much for your time and your interest in my project. I really as soon as you told it. me about that, I was excited. Awesome. I, I love I love sitting down and talking music. I wish I could write songs. I've tried. I don't know. I just something, you know, maybe the the you know, unalgebra. Odd. You can sit down and struggle over songs and write a song you think is good, and then months down the road, something hits you and you write it down in five minutes, and it end up being better than. That's what happened with cell phone blues. Okay. It's one of those all at once. Wham! Here it is. I think everybody's got a talent. And mine's probably talking. We do a good job. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for being our guest. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great year. Fans, get out there. Again, they're going to be in Terre Haute September 8th. But thanks very much for for taking your time. And look forward to seeing the show tonight. Thanks a lot, man.